0: what's good everybody you're listening to a brand new episode of leveling up with benjamin banks with me your hero benjamin banks and my co-host rebellious d and trav how you fellas doing today hey yeah, you know
1: what it is baby okay, you know we
0: up in here what's going on brother <laughs> john snow in the house i'm happy we're john coming snow. off of our 100th episode with mr kyle a bear and it's like man two years we've been around for two years now and i'm hyped i'm happy like i said i thought we were only gonna make it uh 30 episodes and i'm happy that we are still here i'm happy that we brought Dion to the team he's our tommy he's our i don't know if you want to be the green ranger or <laughs> white ranger dude. uh green ranger all day bro okay so okay i, I would have preferred if you were a white ranger because. We Why all know when the Green Ranger showed up, like he whooped the Power Rangers ass. So, That's
2: true, but he had so the Dragon Zord.
0: So pretty the much Dragons what you're Lord. saying is when me and Trav was recording the episode, you just came up in the room You jumped, you jumped up, uh-huh. you jumped up to the second floor. Yep. And I threw you out the uh out of the
2: uh record
0: booth.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: We right out. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Bro, he beat their ass too yeah, Damn though, right
2: man. he did dude. <laughs> I might go watch I might go watch that When we finish up Cause that's, oh, oh my
0: God. But yeah man Like I said Two years in And I'm happy to Continue to be doing this I love you guys I love everybody That continues to support us And listen to us Um Thank you for our listeners that have been going over and checking out our youtube and watching the videos and leaving likes for us and sharing them and whatnot we appreciate that we hope that we continue to keep on growing up there and uh, with that being said we are going to go ahead and roll into today's episode which is cobra kai we are covering the entire series seasons one to three the continuation of the karate kid so let's go ahead and get into today's episode my boy trev Looking at him right now, he got the beard tied up like Stingray. Like, nice. yep, I like it. And you know, that's my hey, be-
1: Before we start talking about Stingray and the rest of the crew, we need to give a shout out to our sponsors. All right. And you know what it is? It's Golden Ink Tattoo, located at thirty-one oh-nine Airline Boulevard in Portsmouth, Virginia. You can call them at seven-five-seven-four-six-five-ten-ten and book an appointment with Denise Kitty. Jay or their brand new tattoo artist Kane. Now he's mm.
0: not talking about the big red machine. You need to. No, so that's he right is not talking, talking about.
1: I'm talking about Kane, spelled like Kanye, baby. So mention the words "leveling up banks" as you know you get that 10 percent discount. That's 10%. And and uh, yeah, hit All up right. Golden Ink Tattoo.
0: Get your Ooh, tattoo. I double dog dare you? Get your tattoo at Golden Ink Tattoo. Yeah. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, and let's get to where everybody is kung fu fighting.
1: Bro, I'm glad the Trash Man's catching on, bro. It is. Wait till the shirt drops, bro.
0: Bye. Hey, Hey, when I had Devin over here the other day, and he heard me introduce you as the Trash Man, he said, he said, why did you call him that? I said, he calls himself that. That's his nickname, the Trash Man.
1: Well, technically, uh, my sister... And her group of people gave me the nickname Trashy Trav.
0: Oh, oh, okay. See, I never. Even right. Yeah, because
1: yeah, you know, hey. you, apparently your boy has a a reputation for trashing things. I
0: mean, well, I mean that's true. I mean, you do trash a lot of stuff. So, um, it's good that you have a nickname, and I I love <laughs> the trash man name. It's like oh, yeah. I feel I feel like if you get a shirt made, it needs to be you in the trash can, like Oscar, Oscar the Grouch.
1: Right, I, I can't go into details on what the shirt is,
0: oh but you geez. won't
1: be disappointed.
0: Oh, uh, there mm. we Fire. go. Yeah, but we need a re- nickname for D, though. I mean, he's rebellious, Dido. Uh,
1: hey, what our boy Steve say?
0: Yeah, he cooks it. In the, he, he the chef, He cooks it in the kitchen. He
1: cooks it in the kitchen, mm. bro. So
0: yeah, your your boy Sanji. Mm. So, like I said, we're reviewing Cobra Kai the entire series, and before we start. Make sure that you like and subscribe and follow the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks YouTube channel, and let's go ahead and get into today's review. So let's go all the way back to 2015, <clears throat> where Cobra Kai was announced for YouTube Red. That's right, now, was YouTube
1: Red at the time, bro.
0: Now, did you guys hear about this series back when it was first announced? Did you bro, guys yes. hop? Did you guys hop on the YouTube Red no. uh, bandwagon? Because I mean, like they. They're still trying to get me to get YouTube Red. Every time I get on YouTube, try here's a trial, three months. Well, they a changed year. the name. What is it now? It's YouTube something?
1: Yeah, I yeah. Can't... I have, I have their
2: streaming service stuff included in mine now. So yeah, I do actually have whatever it is. I, I yeah, mean, YouTube Cobra Premium is, is what it's called thing. now. Yeah, Premium. Yep. Yeah, thanks, Trav. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is, and I do have that because I. You know, listen to other podcasters and things like that. And uh, it gives me the option to just, you know, play it nonstop. That way I could just keep on like trucking along at work and whatnot. Keep trucking.
0: So, now, truck. I, I will say that I'm not a fan of some of the YouTube products. Like I had Google Play on my phone, and Google Play has been around for a long time. And now, Google play is gone and it has been replaced by YouTube music yep. now on YouTube music. It <clears> carried <throat> all of my stuff from Google play over to it, but I can't search for my actual playlist and my songs. Like I can find them, but like if I go into the search bar let's say like, I just type in the name of a song, it'll pull up the song on YouTube. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's just like, I they already got the song you. on my that's phone.
1: What you're saying. They screwed you
0: Yeah. Up. At, Hey, and if you go into the reviews for YouTube music, like, everybody's trashing it. Like, they're trashing it harder than and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of YouTube stuff. I mean, hey, you know, they're releasing stuff. I guess it works for some people, but, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. But back to Cobra Kai. Like I said, it started on YouTube Red back in the day. Um, I didn't check it out. You guys didn't check it out, but we all knew of it. But we finally checked it out when it was put on netflix last year and as soon as i saw it on netflix i was hyped because it was something that i had always wanted to watch it's just i wasn't going to subscribe to youtube red to watch it and i believe i watched it day one when it got put up there how about you trap same
1: and i also want to comment too um you complaining about the google playing them screwing you over youtube also sold the seasons for thirty dollars a pop to people and they bought it Mm. i know people that spent 60 dollars to buy season one and two only to then in return have it come on netflix for free quote unquote with their subscription yeah yeah Yeah. so you want to talk about getting screwed over i dropped a hot 60 just for everybody else to get it i'd be a little heated
0: but i mean at least they'll always be able to have that in their collection i mean like there's stuff oh no it was a digital but no, that's, but that's what I mean. Like there's stuff that I purchased on the Xbox marketplace right. that I still have in my collection, but it's like, I'm not going to go back and watch it. But right. if I wanted to, I could, I could watch it. Or like I downloaded the entire supernatural anime series on the, on the Microsoft Xbox store Yeah. and now I haven't watched watch it ever since CW. I finished it.
1: Now you can watch it on CWC. So
0: yeah, exa- 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 it's free. Yeah, it's you free. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's just how, the, I mean, look how many video games come out, and people buy them when they first come yep. out, and then it's like a week later, they're on sale for $30, and then a year later, you can get it on PlayStation Now or Game Pass or whatever for free or at a cheaper price than paying that full amount.
1: Yeah, I'd be laughing, dude, I bought the whole entire Kingdom Hearts bundle with three included for $30. I laughed all the way to the bank at them people. Dropped a hot 80 bucks when it came out on just the one game.
0: I don't blame you, man. Sometimes it's better to just wait for stuff instead of just hopping on it because you get all the DLC and whatnot. Now, Cobra Kai Season 1 starts off with Johnny Lawrence. He is... What's the word I'm looking for? He's down on his luck. He has (laughs) a bad job. It's Mm -hmm. like things haven't been the same for him since the 80s. It's like in the 80s, this dude was the king of the mountain, and now he's installing TVs on walls and other type of household duties. And he's a handyman. He's a handyman. He Th- handyman. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, he's a handyman. It. And um, he ends up getting fired from his job because he calls the woman uh, the B a word. word that I'm not gonna say up here. Can yeah, the B, the B word. word. Yeah, the B I'm word. I'm not gonna say the B word, but he called her the B word. He loses his job, and we find him at a local convenience store where he gets pizza from, and his neighbor, Miguel, sees him. He tries to talk to him. He doesn't want to be bothered. And Miguel ends up getting bullied by the bullies from his school. They pull Pepno-Bismol on top of his head and whatnot, and then Johnny's like, leave him alone. Then he goes and whoops the kids' asses, and Miguel's just like, teach me your ways. And that's how Cobra Kai starts off. Um, D, starting with you. How did you feel when the first episode and you see Johnny, he's down on his luck and now he has his own protege that wants to learn the way. How did you feel about all of that? Did you think that Johnny was a good enough person to be somebody's teacher? Or do you think that he should have just stayed the lone wolf that he was?
2: Um, I like me personally. uh, One of my favorite parts of this story is just Johnny's development as a character. And uh, kind of like his path of redemption, Um, he chooses to help Miguel kind of by, uh, you know, by uh, coincidence because they actually throw him into his car and that's what actually sparks him getting up and stuff. But to Miguel, it looks like, hey, this guy is, I mean, he looks rough, but he he was willing to help me. And, you know, I love their dynamic together. Um, And I like like the path that he took, man. Uh, Trav, what about you?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's a good start of the redemption form'cause he got he's obviously not turning his life around anytime soon Yeah, yeah this mm-hmm. is thirty four years after the first movie, you know what uh, I mm-hmm. mean, so if he ain't turned it around in thirty four years by himself you know he gonna need he gonna need somebody and that somebody's Miguel
0: oh yeah. Now it's it's crazy because a lot has happened in those thirty four years. He has a son now named Robbie, who he really doesn't have a good relationship with. Um, His ex, I don't know, was him and his ex were they married or was it just his ex girlfriend? Just ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend. Yeah, they were together. Uh, She was a drunken mess uh, when we're introduced to her. (laughs) Uh, She's she's even worse than Johnny. It's like at least at least Johnny while wow, he is in a uh, dump, he isn't as bad as she is. Like, she doesn't even care about Robbie. It's right. like, she brings dudes over to the house, she drinks, she comes in, and goes she on goes on vacation. Drugs. Goes on vacation, on drugs, and it's like, Robbie's just pretty much doing whatever he wants to do. Um, it's, it's funny how when we're introduced to Robbie, and he's at the convenience, not the convenience store, he's like at a, like a, a Circuit City Best Buy type place, and He ends up stealing this dude's laptop. It's like it's crazy how easy it is to do some stuff like this. Because it, like, I don't know, but it's like, do you guys ever see stuff like that? And just like, man, like, I wonder if I should try doing this. Like, uh, D on the animated Great Pretender. Remember when uh, the dude he tricked the other guy into paying for his bill at the restaurant? Mm -hmm. Remember? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. do you you ever see anything like that, D? Where it's just like. Uh, I wonder if I did this in real life, could I get away with it?
2: I mean, there's always scenarios. Um, I think it would come, especially for people who have hyperisma and things like that. Um, you could just kind of get over on people, man. Unfortunately, you know, if people. Some people walk around with their eyes closed as they say, "Yeah, some people are gullible."
0: You know. True. That's true. Yep. And, I mean, hey, that's why I troll people all the time. I that's mean, what you do. Look how look how many people, look how many people believe that I was in uh Seoul, which yes. I, I was in Seoul. But
1: you were not oh. in Seoul at the same time. I was time. you weren't. So. I
0: was yeah, I would. All right, so um Trev moving to you, we're introduced to Miguel at Valley High School, and him walking in there. Of course, he's a nerd. He doesn't have any friends, and he ends up meeting Dimitri and hawk i can't remember what hawk's real name is is it ethan
1: i th- yeah i think it's ethan i was about to say ethan? i don't remember until you just said it i'm pretty sure it's ethan yeah
0: uh, yeah i'm about to look it up because it's eli eli. eli. Okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey it's like all i do is hawk so i i exactly I uh-huh. it's just hawk bro. it's just hawk baby <laughs> hawk so we're introduced to dimitri and eli and they're nerds too eli he has a scar on his face they get bullied by the same bullies it's- that bullied well it's not a scar uh, He has a cleft lip. It's
2: a scar from a surgery. Yeah, he has a cleft lip.
0: You don't know what a cleft lip is? No, no, no. I know what it is. I I thought it was a scar on his face. Yeah, no, it's a cleft
1: lip. He was born with it.
0: Okay. Okay, but yeah, it's like he gets picked on because of that. Um, These guys sit at the loser's table, and Miguel, he catches the eye of Daniel's daughter, Samantha LaRusso. And when we're introduced to Samantha... It's like, I kind of feel like that she is the real villain of Cobra Kai, just like how they said that her father was, because Daniel's the one that picked on everybody in the first Karate Kid movie. So, Trav, with Samantha LaRusso, how do you feel about her and people comparing her to being the villain of the Cobra Kai series?
1: I never heard that. That sounds ridiculous. For real, Dude, yeah, that's kind of out there. Well, well, well yeah, that, let that, me explain.
0: Well, let me explain it to you she was dating Kyler who was okay. the bully that was dating Miguel. I mean, that was bullying Miguel, sorry. Okay. And then once Miguel beats up Kyler,
1: right.
0: she ends up with Miguel and then Miguel he's starting to go down that dark path because he's at Cobra Kai now. Right. She ends up hooking up with Robbie, but it's like she doesn't tell Miguel that her and Robbie are just friends. So right. Miguel, he thinks that there's something going on and then we get the season at the end of season two where they are end up fighting in the school. And then season three, when Robbie gets out of the, the juvenile detention home, he sees Miguel and Samantha together. And it's just like, whoa, I mean, we never broke up. You got this dude all up in your house around you. So it's like some fans have said that Samantha LaRusso is the true villain of this series. And with me just saying all of that, do you still think that she's not the villain? She's just a girl going through girl. Yeah, think she's villain? a fi-
1: She's a 15-year-old girl going through yeah, life and puberty and all these things, dude. I mean, this yeah. stuff is petty, bro. Like, yeah, that's
2: people reaching. Yeah. That's definitely people reaching. Not to cut you off, Trav. I mean, come on, dude. He was protecting her from a bully at the beginning. Okay. Robbie was dishonest throughout the whole story. I mean, we may cover, you know, get more into detail. I think it's a stretch. I think yeah. people are, this is... When you say your imagination running wild...
0: This is a good example, <laughs> and
1: I, I got well, some things to say about Robbie. So, mm-hmm.
0: oh, oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to hear this. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about Cobra Kai. So, the school it starts up. Miguel, of course, he's the first student, and they see like the kids at the school see what he does to the other bullies. So now they want to be trained in martial arts, and now you got all these nerds and these weaklings coming to Cobra Kai, which. Is different than how it was in the '80s, because in the '80s, I'm sorry, in the '80s, you had all these tough guys, these jocks. You know what I'm saying? that was a part of Cobra Kai when Kreese was teaching this thing back in the day. He was in, he was in the military. He served. Uh, he went to Vietnam, and he ran this thing like he was a drill sergeant. Right. Uh, Kreese and Johnny's. Teaching, teaching methods are both very different. You know, Johnny, he's not as hard as Kreese was because Kreese was making them do some crazy stuff. Um, D, how do you feel about the rebirth of Cobra Kai thanks to Miguel? Do you think that it helped Cobra Kai hopefully form like a new light and be something different than the Cobra Kai of the old days? Or do you think that, because Cobra Kai were always considered the bad guys, it was always gonna repeat. History was always gonna repeat itself.
2: Well, I mean, it's just like um, when you have certain sports franchises that are known for dirty play and things like that. It just it's hard to get those marks off of your you know your name or your title. Um, and the the interesting thing that I love about the story overall is Miguel going in. It's funny when the major uh, conflicts really happen. Miguel's usually not a part of the vandalism and stuff like that. And he's just kind of like in and out. And I like the way they set up because I think what he was doing with Cobra Kai, uh, with Johnny, it it was going the right way. But then you get things, the elements of crease, and then you get the drama, you get the Robbie stuff and it just kind of, you know, it, it just beats it down. So, yep. Same question for you, Travis.
1: Yeah. So originally there's nothing wrong with Cobra Kai. The only thing that could, Potentially be wrong is that the bad taste that Daniel has in his mouth towards the words Cobra Kai, and of course, them still just can't get over this feud that they've had for 30 years. So, it isn't until Crease comes in and tries to start taking control and start rubbing things the wrong way that I mean, it's just him taking a bunch of squares and trying to get them to defend themselves and be cool.
0: Yep, exactly. And if you think about it, man, it's like Kreese, Um, if you can compare it to anything, Cobra Kai of the 80s was like, you know, your old school WWF, right. where it's like, you know, you had these huge guys, these larger-than-life guys yeah. in it. And now with the new Cobra Kai, Crease comes back and he's just like, these guys aren't larger-than-life guys. Because you know how, like, some... You've, you've heard some interviews where, like, some of the older wrestlers they say oh these guys are too small right, they yeah. they don't they don't look like martial artists because it's like none of the students that come to Cobra Kai now they don't look like martial artists like they look like ordinary people you know what i'm saying so we see in season 3 where Kreese is just like okay it's time to revamp cobra kai after he takes it over in season 2 and He's getting the best of the best. He, he wants the best people at Cobra Kai so he can run it like he did back in the 80s. Now, we had some characters that didn't return for season three, which was Nicole, right? I believe that's her name because right, I, I yeah. forgot it last time. Nicole, um, oh, I'm sorry. That's her real name. Her, her name on the show was Aisha. Now, Aisha, that was Samantha's friend. Again, Samantha being the villain of the series. She turned her back on her friend, Aisha. And and we saw this. It's just like she didn't want to hang out with her. The other girls, like they were making fun of her and whatnot. And we're still talking
1: about kids though going through high school wanting to be liked stuff, dude. Yeah, but
0: still, you don't do that. You don't do that. She's a child, dude. But she's she's a villain. It's like, look how many, look how many problems she caused. Like, even like when her and Aisha tried to, you know, work on their friendship. Samantha still kind of treated her like trash, and then when Aisha started hanging out with Tori, it's just like, Samantha's just like, oh, well, who is this? It's like, you don't want to hang out with me anymore? You got your new friend now? It's just like, hell yeah, like, Tori was way cooler than Samantha LaRusso. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the
1: chick the chick that's stealing stuff, and she's a bad influence too, bro.
0: She's a badass,
2: okay. So So, Branks, my question to you is, which is the lesser of two evils?
0: Like, Tori or Samantha? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go. Yeah, since you, I mean... I'm going to go I'm Jesus. gonna go with Tori. I'm going to go with Tori. Okay. All right. The reason why is because Tori, we see her upbringing in season three. And this is something that I love about the series is the backstories that they show on all of the characters on the show. Tori, she lives in an apartment with her brother and her mom. Her mom is sick. She's trying to do what she can to, you know, pay the bill. So it's like, when you think about it, she's, she has a reason for stealing. Even right. though it's wrong, she has a reason compared to Samantha, who is living in this house, uh, living the life of luxury with her mm-hmm. father Daniel, um, who we we really haven't got to, but I want to go ahead and start talking about him now. Daniel, in the first season, like he's a dick, you know what I'm saying, and I understand why he became like that because his head got big, you know yeah. he won the martial arts tournament back in the first karate Kid movie, then in the second one. Yeah, he won it twice. Then he went to Japan. Then he had the thing with uh with Silver and the Karate Kid Three. So it's like Daniel's head just blew up, and you know he was this car this car owner, um to this dealership. He was making mad money. Everybody knew who Daniel LaRusso was. So when they had mentioned that he was the villain of the Karate Kid and this season it really made me start thinking that, yeah, like now I see where Samantha gets it from, why she is the way that she is. So, starting with you, d, how did you feel about seeing Daniel when we were introduced to him in the first season? Did you think that he was going to eventually change his ways, or do you think that he was right to be acting the way that he was? Well, um,
2: that's the, the thing with stories. They say there's always two sides to it. Um, and... Daniel, yeah, they did bully him. But, I mean, people perceived him. You know, Johnny perceived him. Hey, he's moving in on my girl from way back in the day. And that's that's bad blood anyway. And then, you know, having them be rivals. But, I mean, you know the story at some point. He's going to progress, and his, he's going to have a story arc where he learns his lesson at some point. And um, I like the way they chose to tell it because, I mean, when he starts off, he's basically like, Not a cutthroat car salesman, but a very arrogant, big-headed car salesman. You know, he is a two-time champ. He lives in the town where he won the tournaments, you know, and it's just, uh, he has everything you could ever ask for, so he thanks. uh, Yeah, I like the lesson that he has to learn. And yeah, he was a dick at the beginning to uh, get to that.
1: Yeah, well, so it's always been amongst the fans when this launched that Mm -hmm. Daniel was the real bully of the original and come yeah. season three, they actually made it canon. You know, yeah, they actually talked yeah. about it in the show. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's just how you perceive things. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because, again, he's successful. And that's kind of like what happens when everything is going right in life. You know yep. what I mean? You kind of become mm-hmm. a douche. Yeah. but You feel
2: like you're invincible.
1: Johnny's still a douche, too. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, but he's honest though. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. He, he knows who he, he is. Is, and he I think who he is. He the difference.
0: Uh-huh. He, he drew that. He drew that ding-a-ling on the billboard. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the ding-a-ling. And ding-a-ling. don't
2: forget about the other car salesman selling, uh, sending all those sausages over there on the same day.
0: Uh-huh. That huh. Pretty funny. Oh uh, man, just, I, I didn't <laughs> order any sausages. Uh, but I mean, you know, I love how both of y'all bring up Johnny and Daniel's relationship. That's something that I love about the series. Is how from all the way from the karate kid to now their relationship has always been edgy, it's always been um the source of turmoil when it comes to them going on double dates or them their kids being around one another, you know. And I love in season three where Daniel's just like Johnny, we need to find Robbie so that way we can help him out, let's work together, and they end up going to this car garage and they take on this group of, of, uh, they're
1: boosters, bro.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it was just so awesome seeing them work together. Like it, it really reminded me of some double dragon type stuff, like with the music playing and everything. And then Mm -hmm. of course, Johnny getting mad because Johnny, he's the hot headed, arrogant one. And Daniel's just like, Hey, like these are just guys. Like they don't know what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. Starting with you, Trav, like, how do you feel about the relationship between the two of them from season one until right now in season three?
1: Bro, they always have them come together for some common cause. They kind of get along, but they argue the whole time that it's happening. And then something happens. Like, you think they're about to get there and become friends. Something happens. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And yep. then now they hate each other again. And then they start <laughs> yep. to kind of work towards something else happens that they got to team up. And it's like, man, this guy's not so bad. And then something happens and they hate each other again. And it was cool that didn't happen in season three, you know, towards the end where now they're teaming up to take on Crease. Yes. But What are we going to get in season four? Something's going to happen. I know yep. something's going to happen to cause a riff between the two. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm excited to find out, bro.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, same question for you, D. Oh yeah, man, this is what I was waiting on. Uh,
2: you guys, uh, I need a, i am I'm gonna remind you all of a couple pairs of uh characters throughout the the ages. Uh, Terry Bogart, Andy Bogart, Ryu, okay. Ken, you okay. know, Bakugo, Deku. It's they have that that chemistry that you need. Uh, the, the one that I like to relate these guys to because they are martial artists is the Ryu Ken, specifically. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken's more of a hothead. He's not quite as talented or has the techniques that Ryu is, but he keeps up for the most part. And Ryu's more of the level-headed one. And it just seems very uh, coincidental, I guess, that that's how they kind of come off to me, and it's fun. Um I don't necessarily think there'll be another rift, but I think now where we are in the store, depending on how long they choose to keep it going, um, I think it's going to be about them learning to teach together and work together from here on out. I don't think I think the rifts are behind them, and they're going to have to they're going to learn to deal with them uh, more consistently together moving forward.
1: But can they? Or are their egos too? I think that's they can. always a
0: question. I think they can, and D, I agree with you on that because. Daniel, he saved Johnny's life pretty much at mm-hmm. the end of season three when Crease was about to take him out. Right, and it was such a, a a fun and good feel good moment when the music is playing, and then we see mm-hmm. Johnny walk out, we see Daniel walk out, both the schools because um, because Crease owns Cobra Kai now. Johnny ended up starting his own school called Eagle Fang. And now Eagle Fang and Cobra, uh, not Eagle, uh, Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do, they've come together. They got two senseis down. It's like everybody put their differences aside and I'm all for it. Same thing with one of the biggest comebacks of season three was my boy Eli coming back Mm -hmm. to the side of good, my boy Hawks, Hawk, baby. It's it's like I understood Hawks' frustration. One of the things I love about this series is the backstories that they show for all of the characters. And just to see Hawks and like how he was picked on and how people used to joke him because of what he had on his face. And then him finally going to Cobra Kai and getting picked on by Johnny bad enough that it changed him into becoming Hawks. Now, while he did, you know, become the badass that he always wanted to be, he started becoming the bully. That he always hated. You know what I'm saying? And when he did become the bully, he was getting the girls. Everybody thought he was cool, but because of this, he was hurting the friendship that he had with his best friend Dimitri. Now, Dimitri is another one in season three where it's like I was happy to see him, you know, finally get that come up. Like it's like he was still a nerd, but now he was getting the girls. Like him and Hawks, they ended up fighting in season two. He hit Hawks with that spinning kick. Hawks went through the glass mm-hmm. where all the trophies were mm. and whatnot. And it's like, I was happy for Dimitri. Like, somebody on Facebook said that they didn't like Dimitri because he was acting less of a nerd. And I'm just like, man, Dimitri, he's been a nerd since the first season. It's like he yeah. finally had his come up. So, uh, Trav, starting with you, like, how do you feel about the relationships on the show with Dimitri and Hawks?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even just Dimitri and Hawk. I mean, because there's always some sort of entanglement going yes. on between multiple characters at the same time. Because um, Dimitri and Hawk, they're best friends. Here comes Miguel into the click. Then yeah. they kind of go their own way. Now you got Miguel and Dimitri. They're clicked up. And then as time goes on, they all three kind of hate each other. And then now we got Ethan back. Or Hawk. He, Hawk is back with Demetri Eli. Eli. He's back yep. with he's back with Dimitri. And uh now all three of them are together again. You know, the click returns.
0: We go. Uh D, same question for you. Um, I like the
2: dynamic. Uh the friends turned rivals and and then you introduce Miguel and things. Uh, Hawk. The the thing that I like about him, I like a lot of the characters, if not all of them. Their dynamics on the show, like Hawk, for uh, say, he's basically becoming the bully that he hated, like you uh, stated. And but then it kind of goes further, and he doesn't know. It seems like he's getting his his perception is becoming skewed. He doesn't know when he's going too far, and he finds himself. Second guessing himself and then he he's basically trying to be something for a long time that he knows that he isn't you know just to be cool and be liked, but I mean that's the problem with bullying in general, you know he even pushes away Dimitri, and these guys are best friends for you know i assume years and it's um you know he even breaks the kid's arm, and that's brutal yeah. so it's just um very interesting and i was uh it was a tearjerker moment for me to see him come back and help him uh you know, it shows growth, you know, when you're willing to face your demons and go
0: back, you know? Yeah, but see, I, I feel that the reason why Hawks was the way that he was is mm-hmm. because, as we saw, when Crease came back mm-hmm. to teach at Cobra Kai, Crease was pretty much pushing that, that negative... Uh, uh, that, yeah, that, influence. That, the negative vibes on people, yeah, you know yep. what I'm saying? Like, saying, like, yo, this is what Cobra Kai is supposed to be because... Crease didn't like the way that Johnny was teaching. Like, Johnny, he still taught the old ways of Cobra Kai, but he wasn't as ruthless as Kreese was. And when Crease comes around, he's just like, yo, you need to do this, you need to go over to uh, Mr. Miyagi's place, mess up their cars, mm-hmm. do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, Trav has mentioned where it's like, because they are all teenagers, and then they're being peer pressured and whatnot, this is the reason why they do the things that they do. But I'm happy that Hawks had that wake up call in season three where he's just like, okay, you know what we're doing is wrong. Like yeah. we signed we signed up for martial arts so that way we could be cool, we could protect ourselves, and we would stop getting bullied. But it's like now we're the bullies. So exactly. I'm just ha- I'm um, just
2: happy. To- mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 not to cut you off. Uh I definitely understand what you're saying. And it was just kind of like, he was the one that was besides uh, him or Tori, the two of them are like the most uh, at risk. Now you get Robbie involved later on in it. But, uh, and Crease sees that in them, the vulnerabilities, you know, and he basically preys on it. And then that's how Hawk gets basically wrapped up further. He goes further down the rabbit hole, as they say, and he wants to do anything to impress this guy. And that's, he, he, it proves, you know, Dangerous, and he starts to see it and wake up finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
0: I agree with you on that. So, the thing in season three that I like is how we get the backstory on Crease and how we were just talking about how, you know, he preyed on the students and whatnot to get towards their insecurities and whatnot to right. use them for his own personal gain. Uh, we see Crease's backstory back in the 1960s. He's a busboy at a diner. And we find out that his mother, she committed suicide. He is getting uh, picked on by this jock. And it's crazy because when the jock first came into the diner, I thought that the jock was Crease. I think you know they did that on purpose, bro, because I did too. It, and it's like, it's like you know, for all this time, I thought that Crease had always been this badass. And then yeah. we just see, like, he was just a bus boy at a diner. But... He knew how to fight. And like he said, when he fought the jock in the alleyway who was being disrespectful to his girlfriend, I've been fighting my entire life. He he gave me them, them Steve Rogers vibes when he, he said that. Really? You know what I'm saying? Well, because he, um, he grew up in bad neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he had to learn how to fight. So yeah. he ends up winning the girl. He ends up going over to Vietnam where we see what he does over there. Like, he's still learning to be the John Priest that we all know and hate. And we're introduced to some of his friends. We see your boy, a, a younger John Silver. Is it John Silver or Terry Silver? Terry Silver. Terry, yeah, Terry. Terry Silver. Yeah, we see a young Terry Silver and uh, uh commanding officer. He's a martial artist. Right. And he's just like, you know, if you're over here and you're fighting and everything, you have to give it a year all. You can't have any distractions. And we come to find out that the girl that Creese was with, she ended up dying in a car accident. Right. And Crease, because... Or at least that's
1: what they said.
0: That's what, well, that, that's what I'm assuming happened. Man. No, no, no. Like, I'm
1: saying I, I felt like when that was announced, because he found out because his commander said that they got letters and he kept them from them because they didn't want to yeah. change his mind or whatever. But he told him this as they were going to fight to the death. And I feel nope. like it might be a lie because he wanted to shake him up and rattle mm-hmm. him to get yeah. him off his game. I can agree with that. And I, mean, I, yeah, I, I could, felt like that.
0: I could see that too. Um, like <clears> Trav was saying, it's like they're about to fight to the death because they went on this mission where they had went to this base that they were going to destroy. But Priest, he didn't make the decision because he didn't want his friend to get killed. Uh-huh. So they all end up getting captured down the soldiers have them fighting each other over a cobra pit and i was just like ah so this is where we get the cobra kai stuff from oh it's a pit full of
2: random snakes it looked like i'm just i'm just
0: gonna say say cobra cobra pit pit. yeah i'm just gonna say it's a cobra pit
1: (laughs) hey the cobra pit sounds way cooler let's roll with it
0: (laughs) snake pit. (laughs) yeah so we got the cobra pit him and his commanding officer they they're fighting over it and then America comes swooping in to save the day and crease he ends up killing his commanding officer. Right. Um and this is where we get the strike hard, hit hard, right. no mercy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Hey,
1: hold on before we go past that though. His commanding officer, did he give you the commanding officer and avatar vibes?
0: Yeah. I've, I've never D- seen D-
2: Avatar. Oh, okay. Uh, D I have um, you already knew he didn't see it.
1: I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He said, "You already do this. <laughs> you already do. He's, too uh, watch- <laughs> he's too busy watching. He's too busy watching the other movies.
2: Yeah, like JoJo over Dang, and over again. I'd rather watch
0: JoJo than One Piece. Is all I'm <laughs> Just saying.
2: Take it easy.
0: Oh, hey, but I'm yeah, glad. he does. He does, um, bro. Yeah, he did actually. Yep. So, Trav, like, how did you feel after seeing Kreese's backstory? Like, did you feel bad for him, knowing you know the man that he used to become, or?" Is it just like, man, this dude, he's evil. Yeah, I I hate this guy. I
1: don't necessarily feel bad for him because, uh, like Uh, you said, he's always been an evil guy. Uh, Something happened in him when they got taken prisoner. And again, that's a scary, scary, scary... I can't even describe the fear that it's got to go through you to be captured in war and then fight to the death and all this stuff. So You
2: got to remember, too... Trav, uh, they shot that one, their first friend. Right, they yeah. shot him in the head when they caught him. Yep. Yeah, so you know you're rattled right there, bro.
1: Yeah, we're talking um, about horrific events, bro. Yeah. So I could see some of the things in life that he's been through that could change a person, sometimes for the worst, and obviously did for him. I don't feel bad for him though. Now, I mean, do you see a shrink, bro? You got you, you got to get past. You got to get past these things in life, man. He need he need That's to see her. a damn counselor. Get some, is.
2: get some meds.
0: Yeah,
2: he's out here living on the edge every day just because he
0: wants to. Yeah, it's kind of scary, bro. Same question for you, D. How did you feel about it?
2: Um, it's just, uh, I don't feel bad for him, bro, because he's he's done to people like fifty times over what was done to him. I mean, he's out here influencing uh, kids to, yeah, to crush other kids, bro, and that's that's brutal. So, um. I get it. I mean, tough luck. You should be on meds, uh, crease, but uh, you get no love from
0: me. No sympathy. No sympathy.
2: Okay.
0: So. okay, I can see that. So moving along, I want to talk about when Daniel goes to the land of the rising sun. He heads over to Japan mm-hmm. after something happens where um his competitor is pretty much taking all of the Japanese imports, and they're only going to be coming to his dealership, and they're not going to LaRusso's dealership anymore. So he heads over there to Doyana, and Doyana's just like, we don't want to do business with you anymore. So, while he's there, he ends up seeing his love interest from the the second movie, uh, Kumiko, and mm-hmm. they catch up and whatnot, and they're having a good time, and then uh, the, his rival from the second movie, Chosen, he shows up. It's like Daniel sitting in the bar with Fumiko. I mean, sorry, not Fumiko, Kumiko. And Chosen is just sitting there giving him that stink eye. Like, yo, know. like, we it's about to go down. Mm-hmm. And then he bows to him. And it's like he tells him that you're a master, or my master. We're all a part of this big family and whatnot. And then they end up having a sparring match. And, Ah, uh, they become friends, and he shows Daniel a technique through Miyagi Do, where you target pressure points, so that way you can still use offensive maneuvers while you're doing, you know, Mister Mister My- Mr. Miyagi's techniques. I always get it mixed up. Like, is is it called Miyagi Do, or is it just Miyagi martial it, arts? No,
1: it's called Miyagi Do.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. it is. Okay, um, so like, how did you guys feel? about, like, the whole trip to Japan, seeing, you know, Daniel uh, finally, you know, getting those feelings that he still has for Mr. Miyagi, learning more about him and whatnot, because it's like, I feel like this trip really helped Daniel out. Like, he really needed it to kind of get his eye of the tiger back, and that's what I compare season three to. I compare it to Rocky three, because it just seems like everybody in this season is getting their eye of the tiger. Starting with you, D, how did you feel about the Japanese trip?
2: Um, I liked it a lot. The uh, the actress playing Kimiko, I know her from the Teen Wolf uh, TV show. Right. Um, she plays a Kinsune up there, which is pretty badass. And uh, but it was it was fun to see all. It's like a walk down memory lane from yep. you know season one all the way through season three. And it's cool to see Daniel find out that he doesn't like. This is part of his journey. He has to know that he doesn't know everything, yep. and that sometimes in life. He too is gonna need to lean on somebody. You know, he's so used to having the answers and being the champ. And now it's like, what do you do when you find out there's somebody better than you? Or you there's still lessons for you to learn. You know. So um I, I love the growth moment, uh the sparring scene. I love the uh I love it. I love the trip, man. I thought it was fun. All right, try try yeah,
1: no, I agree, bro. I like how he gets to the village and the village is now a shopping center. You really yep. see the I think it would have been lame if he shows up and it's st- still the same village as <laughs> it was 30 years ago. You get to see the evolution of people and what they've been through and get the get the story of like they went through hard times where they couldn't make any money, you know that they, they couldn't yeah. sell their crops. So they did the best thing they could do and that's get with the times and build this village that they got And yeah, man, it was so cool seeing him and chosen go at it. Uh, and then the fact that he had like secret scrolls from the Miyagi past and gave him the scroll at the end, you know, first trip, which they never show you what's in that scroll yet. And I think that'll come to light later on. I think they purposely chose not to show us what was in that scroll.
0: They chose in,
1: they chose in (laughs) not to show what's in that (laughs) scroll, man.
0: Um, (laughs) You know, it, it, the whole adventure over there it was just cool and then you know at the end we see yuna who was a character in the karate kid too girl and that was the little girl that daniel saved from the what was it the the tsunami that was coming in the karate kid too yeah, yeah it, was it was a tsunami it was a tsunami yeah. but it wasn't just a yeah. the
1: tsunami they were also put in the bad spot because the chosen and his master yeah and they tried to kill them like Bro, that Karate Kid movie—it's not just fighting. It's fight. dark. It's, li- it's dark. Yeah.
0: It's, it's dark. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why that's why the Karate Kid three they had to make it lighter, and then we get to the next Karate the next Kid, Karate and it's Kid. even lighter. Um, but yeah, it's like it was cool seeing Yuna. Um, this is something that the series does by bringing back um former characters from the series, and I love that the characters that they bring back are the same actors that played these characters. And Yuna, she's the vice president of sales for Goyana. And she's like, Hey, you saved my life back in the day. I'm going to help you out. You don't have to worry about sales. We're still going to send cars to you. Daniel leaves Japan. He has the new techniques, he has the new moves, which he uses in order to beat Crease. Because I believe right. this is the first time that him and Crease have ever fought. fought yeah. Have fought yeah. each other. And this is something that has been building up since Crease came back at the end of the first season.
1: Remember, his, at, his wife got licks on Crease before he yeah, did. Yeah,
0: yeah. Amanda, uh-huh. she, she smacked the hell out of him. Oh, no. She, yeah. she She don't want to hear it. Kreese, and Crease went to the police and pressed charges on her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, it's like I'm, I was happy about Daniel finally getting his eye to Tiger. Um, you know, same with Johnny. Johnny helping Miguel because that fall at the end of season two, like I remember when I was watching it, my jaw dropped when Robbie kicked him off of the balcony. And it's crazy Mm -hmm. because Miguel, he he stopped fighting. He tried to help Robbie up, and then Robbie, he went in for the kill. He he struck first, and he hit hard. No mercy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because Robbie was on such a good path where he was learning the right ways to doing stuff, and Daniel was helping him out a lot. That's the reason why Daniel was like, Robbie can be redeemed after what he did, even though it was messed up because Miguel got kicked off of a, off the second second story balcony. Like Mm. it was crazy, man. And it's also crazy that that's how the series ended. Like if if Netflix would have never picked this show up, that's how Cobra Kai would have ended with Miguel in the hospital and Robbie on the run. And Robbie on the run. So let's get it more into Robbie. Uh, Trav, I know that you said that you had a lot to say about him, so take the floor, King.
1: Bro, let me mm. tell you something. Robbie, man, this dude is uh, what Johnny called that lady uh, in the first episode to get him a fired. A B-word. Bro, he's a B-word, A B-word. This dude is the biggest baby. All he does is whine about, woe is me, and yeah. people turn mm. their back on me, and you should feel sorry for me, and... Get out of here with that nonsense, bro. All these kids is going through stuff. His life was, you know, crummy and crappy. You know, obviously he had no parental figures of any kind. He had no role models. But it's like Mm -hmm. Daniel then takes you in, bro, and gives you a home, gives you food, gives you a role model, gives you all these things, and you still whining, bro. It's like you just need to accept that this is what it used to be and this is what it can be. And make changes for the better. And even when he sees Miguel and um, Samantha, right? Yep. Even when he sees Miguel and Samantha, you know, about the kiss. And he's throwing his little temper tantrum. Bro, you got locked up for how long? And you can say that we don't know if they broke up. I mean, you can say they didn't break up. But we don't know if they didn't because she reached out to him multiple times. He never wrote back. He didn't back. respond.
0: Hey. To exactly. me, that's my answer.
1: That's my answer right there yeah. from Samantha. So F that dude, man. So, yeah. hey, it's time for me to move on. He happens to catch them in a bad spot. And again, you know, he's like, oh, man, my life. And he runs off. goes, <laughs> goes gets a little hug from Crease, and, you know, starts uh-huh. fighting with Crease, And it's like man you Uh, trash bro robbie's robbie's the trash in this in this show in my opinion now
0: now see i'll say that when i see robbie with crease and then you have uh johnny trying to save him i've really got star wars vibes from that but (laughs) it's like robbie is luke crease is uh you know darth Sidious, and uh johnny he's he's darth vader darth
1: vader Vader, yeah (laughs)
0: It's, and it's <laughs> like, you know, he fights his master to try and save his son, but instead, uh, Robbie ends up running into the locker. And what I thought was cool about that fight was that Johnny was just like, you're my son, I'm not gonna hurt you. And mm-hmm. he was kind of doing some Miyagi-Do techniques where it's like he was just dodging everything. He was on the defensive the entire <laughs> yeah. time. And the, only, he time, broke. the mm-hmm. only time that he went on the offensive was when he moved out of the way to shove uh, Robbie, and Robbie ends up running into the locker, and then we get crease that takes a, a sucker punch to johnny and before he can kill him or you know hurt him permanently daniel comes and saves him and it was just it was just a sweet moment just to see that um, overall this series is so sweet so it's so good it's like it's one of the, it's the only show on netflix where it's like when i started watching it like I watched the entire thing like in one day. Season one, yeah. I finished it in one day. Season two, the only reason why I didn't finish it in one day is because I finished season one at like two in the morning, and I want to say I got five episodes into season two, and I was just like, I got to go to work in a couple of hours. I can't stay up longer. Yeah, um, that, I, I was in the same boat, Banks. Such <laughs> but, a good show. So easy but, to watch. Moving forward, starting with you, D, what are your expectations for season four? Um, I'm going to go into the characters
2: that we really didn't get a chance to talk a lot about, which would be uh, Tori is one. The main one we didn't really cover. Um, I see her dynamic changing a little bit and finding a way over to the other side as well. Um, I want Miguel to continue to grow because now Miguel is kind of in a boat where he knows he'll know both sides of it better than anybody else. Him Him and Sam will. Well, I I guess Robbie's in that boat, too, because he's training with Crease now. So it's going to be interesting to see how their techniques develop. Uh, And like I said, um, Terry Silver, I still think he's a big question mark. I think he'll come in. Uh, I just wanted to keep the show rolling, man. I think that it's cool the way a lot, almost every character in the show develops in one way or another. Nobody is like a flat character. You know, they all change. Most of the bad ones turn good. Um... Even Kreese picked up a couple thugs, the mm. kids from the beginning. Well, one of them, you yeah. know, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it. What about uh you, Trav? Hold, hold
0: on before yeah. Trav yeah. answered that. Uh D, I had liked what you had brought up about yeah, uh, everybody having three separate teachers. It kind of reminded me and kind of gave me Naruto vibes, how you had Jiraiya uh-huh. Orochimaru uh, yeah, and, and uh, Yeah. And it's like, you know, like you yeah, have Sudade. these three teachers and it's like they're passing on their techniques to mm-hmm. um, the, the next generation. With crease. Uh, I feel like his techniques are a lot more deadlier than oh, Johnny. Yeah. So, Robbie now he's going to have the Miyagi-Do techniques and he's going to have the Cobra Kai techniques. Yep. Whereas with Miguel and Sam... They're gonna mm-hmm. have more of the light, the lighter cobra Kai techniques that yeah. aren't so fatal compared to the new Cobra Kai techniques. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, um, oh,
2: good point. But um on that, do you guys think the crease is gonna unveil some sort of secret Cobra Kai technique next? Oh, for sure. Robbie?
0: Yeah, for sure. Once, once, like you said, when uh Terry Silver comes in, like mm-hmm. something is gonna happen because you gotta look at it like this. It's like it's two of them. And yep. Priest needs backup. So he's bringing in his boy. And yep. now we're going to have two on two. I can see there being a fight because I know Daniel, he fought Terry and the Karate Kid 3. Right. So mm-hmm. we're going to see Johnny versus Terry in, in yeah. season four. That's,
2: that's what bad. I see happening.
0: All right. But yeah. uh, Trav, Trav, same question to you. Go ahead.
1: Now, we're, I'm, that's definitely Terry on the phone that crease yes. is calling. There's no doubt in my mind. I think most people feel that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you noticed in season 3, the fights got more badass. They're fighting through the house. It's a big group fight. Oh, man. I'm expecting oh, yes, them to yes. take it to the next level
0: in season 4.
1: And like you're saying, I could see some double fights where they're fighting and then they switch mm-hmm. off like they switch to the next guy's stuff. Kind of yep. like some if you ever seen they like They kind of
2: did yeah, they kind of did something like that. Um, I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you pointed at it, Trav. The uh, the hallway fight scenes—that's right. what they do in the Daredevil Netflix series. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a few scenes like that where he's in and out of rooms and he's fighting groups of people. So um, yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the question was.
0: Then. Oh <laughs> no, you, so mean, dude, you, you were going you on the sparked, right path. You were talk, talking about Terry Silver and then the fights and everything.
1: Yeah. Expect. Yeah. No. Season before moving forward. I think there's like a, like you just said. I think there's a hidden technique that is like the kill shot. Yeah, that we're gonna that's see what I'm thinking. unleashed. Somebody is gonna get hurt this season, even worse than Miguel. I think they take it to the next level. I think it's gonna get darker because I think every season's gotten darker storyline yeah. wise. I think I could see somebody getting killed this next season. Some sort of huge tragedy. It honestly, I could see. Um, uh, what's her name? Homegirl Tori Tori being the one to go.
2: Interesting, you
1: know what I mean? Something wild happening. Um, that's interesting, and seeing where it goes. It seems like, though, no matter what they do, no cops ever get involved. I mean, they've broken and entered and true. they fought through the house, destroyed it. Nobody went to jail, nothing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh like, no, nah, Robbie went to jail. Or yeah, that's what juvie. I am about to say. Like, it Tory, seems like the only he's on parole. Robbie <laughs> went to juvie for a couple he months for breaking a no, kid's but, back in half. Okay, but no,
0: but I get what you're saying. Where it's like the only time we do see the cops is when they come to arrest Robbie, right? And when Johnny gets the cops called on him by I the guys know. at the bar because he breaks the guy's uh, window on his car. Yeah. But other than that, it's like we didn't see any cops at the school. We like nobody got arrested. You know but, what I'm saying? If that well, happened in a school you in real think, life,
1: though. you'd be on yeah. lockdown, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: but
2: you got to think about Robbie's situation. He went on the run, and he turned, they got him to turn himself in. And they're minors. So at the end of the day, if they said, hey, this kid's the one to push him over the balcony or whatever, they're not going to press anybody else.
0: Yeah, no, I feel I, you.
2: I mean, t- but everybody was bloodied up, so I don't know how you explain that. And then she had to get stitches.
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> nobody was expelled, nothing. They just went and to nobody, stay. like they just
0: I had guess. a they just had a meeting in the auditorium and said, hey guys, we're gonna hug it out from here on uh-huh. out. No martial because it's like martial arts pretty much became uh it was gang related at yeah, this point. Yeah you know what I'm saying. It's like you were either with Cobra Kai or you were with Miyagi though. Yeah. And what I'm looking forward to in season four is this big martial arts tournament that we're gonna have. Yeah. And I feel like this is the place where everything is going to go down at. And mm-hmm. people are going to be running out of the building. You're going to have all of the students fighting each other. Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai. And, I mean, we've already had Daniel ver- I- I'm assuming that we're going to get another rematch between Daniel and Crease Because, like I already said, I see Terry and Johnny fighting each other. We're going to see Miguel versus Robbie again. And we're going to see Samantha versus Tori. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, who who are we gonna see? Dimitri and Hawk face. Well, I'm guessing Kyler's gonna be one of them. Right. And mm-hmm. and then somebody else. And and I'm mad that we didn't even mention this. But our boy Trav, who was Stingray, yeah, and, he mm, didn't appear in this season. It's it's like ah, Trav. Like, why didn't did they have you uh, in the season, man? Like, yeah. what happened? Well, ah. maybe
1: he's no longer acting. Because I mean, that's that's really why her friend wasn't in, in the. Uh, Showing more Aisha.
0: Aisha. Well, no, well, I mean, she had some stuff that happened outside, yeah. you know. But, so oh, but she put acting myself.
1: on hold, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, she had yeah. some unfortunate mishaps happen to her. So, like, that's the reason why she didn't appear on season three. But hopefully, she returns for season four because I did enjoy her character in season mm-hmm. one. And then I kind of feel like um as season two went on, it's like she was kind of like an afterthought. Same thing with uh with their son, with Daniel's son. I was surprised to see him in season 3. Like I wasn't expecting him to come back and right. he makes he makes a small cameo and and that's pretty much it. So yeah. Cobra Kai season 3 has ended. I'm happy about it. I loved it and I can't wait until season 4 comes. The series was phenomenal. 10 out of 10. I don't give a lot of things 10 out of 10. Well no, I do give a lot of things 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But oh. but yeah. Great episode, guys um i loved it i hope that everybody that listened to the episode loved it if uh you want to talk it's over. if you want to talk about it with us you can send us an email at leveling up BB, and uh who knows we might read your email on one of our episodes uh make sure you head over to our youtube because the video for this episode is going to be up on our youtube and chat with us in the comments let's go back and forth tell us what you like tell us what you didn't like Tell us what you're looking forward to in season four. And with that being said, D, tell everybody in social media land where they can find you at. You can find me at rebellious, double underscore, D23,
1: Instagram.com. That's right, baby. Mm. And you know it's your boy, ZK Audio at Instagram.com.
0: And you can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, at KingBenji underscore Banks on Instagram.com and Twitter just by typing Mm. that in. And you can find me on Facebook by typing in Benjamin Banks and I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg and make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. And if you're feeling generous and you would love to donate to your boys, we have a Patreon at Leveling Up Banks. So, that being said, we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed Mm -hmm. the episode. And again, check out our YouTube, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And uh, let's talk. Everybody be safe. Keep your pinky up. And, uh... If there's no a mercy. fight, if there's a fight going <laughs> on in your school, uh, I guess practice no mercy. Preac- no, uh, practice
1: me no mercy,
2: Banks. Don't it's you no start mercy,
1: with
2: me. bro? Uh, no mercy. Going... Uh,
0: Strike okay, first. Oh, okay, Green Ranger. Okay, Green Ranger. <laughs>